At U.S. Bank, when we say we're in it with you, we mean it. Not just for the good stuff, the grand openings and celebrations, although those are pretty great, but for all the hard work it took to get there. The fine-tuning of goals, the managing of cash and workflows, and decision-making. We're in to help you through all of it. Because together, we're proving day in and day out that there is nothing as powerful as the power of us. Visit usbank.com to get started today. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Copyright 2024. U.S. Bank. This morning on the third hour of today, here's a late night. Late night talk shows returning overnight for the first time in five months. The studio was empty for so long, NBC converted to a spirit Halloween. And that's just that. <laughs> the laughs, heartfelt messages, and when the rest of our favorite shows and movies could be coming back. Then later, actor and model Elizabeth Hurley, live in Studio 1A, sharing the important cause that she spent decades fighting for. Plus, it's harvest season. But we're not talking about pumpkin spice, thank goodness. We're picking hotels. Some picture-perfect destinations for your fall getaway. Today, Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. We're certainly trying to piece the band back together for the third hour of today. So now Chanel is on assignment, but Al is back. We've got Craig here. You had quite the little weekend trip. Yeah, I took a, a quick weekend to visit uh, my daughter, Leela, in Paris. Uh, Jean and, de uh, Paris. Yes, it, it, it was right there. <laughs> and just kind of hung right out. The there. weather was perfect. I mean, Just it was the two of you? Just the two of us, just That's hanging out. Nice. I saw her boyfriend, uh, Sylvain, and my grand puppy, Clouseau. And... Uh, <laughs> I love the name. Is that the dog's name for that's her? A dog. and, and that's why I love my daughter, because she knows how much I love Inspector Clouseau, <laughs> the Peter Sellers clan. Oh, so she, she named the dog after Clouseau, after that's Inspector awesome. Clouseau. That, does your dog bite? No. Ah! That's not my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you back. <laughs> Thank Welcome you. Back. You did a little recon for our, our trip next year. For That's the right for the Olympics. That's right, so. Paris, uh, Paris, twenty twenty four. You know who else is back back at work? Who? All the late night hosts and staff. Yes. yes. Turned overnight days after the writers union ended their strike. So now, now the question is, when will the rest of Hollywood be up and running? NBC's. Very busy entertainment correspondent, Chloe Malas, is here with all the answers. Hopefully soon, and so great to see you guys back. And I, I love your the, the dog's name, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's right. So this morning, scripted shows, they've reassembled their writer's rooms. So that means that they've begun to crank out some new episodes. And the hope is to begin shooting as soon as this actor strike can hopefully be resolved. But after being the first to shut down when the Writers Guild went on strike, the late night shows, they're back and the hosts have a lot to say. Five months off and we are back. Late Night is back after the months-long writer's strike. My writers got fresh air and sunshine and they do not care for that. (laughs) The hosts bring the jokes. My dad called me up and said, finally I can watch Kimmel again. It's been going on so long, I just don't know if I'll be back. You'll be back. Catching up on what they missed. Can we have so much news to cover? But I'm going to sum it up all in just two words. Taylor Swift. Good night, everybody. But sharing some heartfelt messages, too. I never take this show uh, for granted, but being away from it 
for as long as I've been away from it, really hits home. Actors won't be promoting their films or shows during the strike, but are allowed to talk about side projects, like Matthew McConaughey promoting his new book on The Tonight Show. While on the picket line, a sense of optimism that the end could be in sight, as SAG-AFTRA negotiators met with the AMPTP for the first time in more than 80 days. And uh, I think the studios finally realized that, you know, they got to stop playing games. While the agreement the Writers Guild reached last week with the AMPTP may be a sign of progress, striking actors say that they are prepared to stay out on the picket lines until their demands are met. We have to stick together and we cannot just take whatever they feel like they're giving us. Meanwhile, with broadcast and cable shows months behind their regular schedule, the race is on to get scripts ready for production. Writers' rooms have already reassembled on shows like The Simpsons, with teams on Abbott Elementary and Law and & Order reportedly starting back up next week. An uncertain moment in the industry, with billions of dollars hanging in the balance. That producer's group, the AMPTP, includes NBC Universal's parent company, Comcast. But, you know, we, we're all excited for those shows to be back, and I'm ready for fresh conversations and those monologues. They're, they're just... Well, and the jobs, too. Yeah, yes, I mean, we're excited. Exactly. All those people are going back to work. Mm-hmm. You mentioned something in your story there. 80 days since the studios talked to the actors. Do we know why? why? Why they haven't sat down and at least tried to hash it out? Well, I mean, yesterday was the first meeting, and that did raise a lot of eyebrows. Why was it taking so long? But people that I was speaking to uh, in those negotiations, in those rooms where it was all happening, really the AMPTP that represents the studios and streamers, they wanted to hammer things out with the Writers Guild. And now that that's done, they can turn their focus to the over 100,000 actors that are on strike. So they met yesterday, taking a break today, and those big studio heads, they're going to be back there tomorrow. But look, that's why on late night you are seeing actors being able to go on, but they can't talk about their projects. Right, mm-hmm. just so, like for us. Here, yeah. Matthew McConaughey talking about his children's book, just right. because, mm-hmm. or Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about his parenting books. If yeah. you want parenting tips, turn to Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right. Um, and so... Get to the chopper! <laughs> <laughs> so that's really what you're seeing, is that you're going to see actors go on, but they can't talk about their projects. But hopefully, Craig, you guys, this will be mm-hmm. wrapped up, hopefully mm-hmm. soon. But one of the big sticking points is artificial intelligence. Yeah. So. Sure. Yep. Well, it's it's good to know that producers are just like us. They they can't multitask. <laughs> Very good. It is so One great having time. you here because you've got all these sources and it's just you're, you're just really you know what? It this for is us. why I have two phones. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I am very busy. Uh, Chloe Malas, thanks so much. Well, if you're looking for your own happy Hollywood ending, there's still a chance because nobody hit the Powerball jackpot last night. It is now worth 1.2 billion dollars, the third largest Powerball jackpot ever. Next drawing, Wednesday night. So we have uh, 24 hours to get our 20 bucks no to need. Gerard. Guess you already what? took care of it? Already took care of it. All right. I guess these little T-Rex hands aren't so well, short. Well, that's great. Well, I guess because you were laying down coming coming off of COVID, that's you were able true. to reach in there. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of free time. So Gerard's got my my 20 bucks. All right. I All want right. to confirm it. So. Well, I paid yesterday. Was that for, was that there was a drawing last, last, oh, that was last night. So. Okay, I get it. All right. But now, to be clear, if you, if you don't give me the money, then you're not in. No, we each take a, we, yeah, like we, I did we do it for each one of us. Oh, I didn't you know You did 24. Yeah, yeah, of course you didn't know that because you never pay. <laughs> I paid this time. For everyone. I did. All right. Uh, Even Chanel? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, she's on here. Well, October isn't just uh, football season. Also time for the baseball playoffs. Down in Miami, the Marlins, they're making sports history, not because of who's on the field, but because of who's in charge. NBC's Sam Brock is live from Lone Depot Park in Miami. Hey, Sam, what's the deal? 
Al, good morning, guys. Good morning. The deal is there is more magic in Miami. Kim Ang just become the first became the first woman to serve as a GM at any of the four major U.S. professional sports leagues and to take her team to the playoffs. So there is history going on right now. She says whatever happens next, it is already icing on the cake for what has been an historic season. In a year that saw baseball's rules transform the sport and speed up the game, America's pastime is continuing its evolution with a historic first. Kim Ang, the only woman in the general manager's chair in any of the four major sports, guiding the Miami Marlins to the playoffs. For young women out there, you know, young girls who are looking at this, you know, again, it's a, you know, the old adage, you know, if you can see it, you can be it. To welcome Kim Ang. In 2021, just months after taking the job, Ang chatted with Hoda about overcoming decades of adversity and doubters. What made you not put your hand up and say, you know what, this isn't really working for me? I just never saw it as yeah. there was any other choice. Yeah. You know, you yeah. want what you want. You know you're good. Mm -hmm. Why would I do anything else? And she's quickly helped to build a winner. We trusted Kim and her staff, and we love you guys. It's the first time Miami has qualified for October baseball after a full season in two decades. What does this precedent mean to you? the glass that has just been broken by your work in the Miami Marlins. Yeah, I think when I got the job, I understood the magnitude and I understood the hype around that. Um, in terms of us getting to the postseason, that's my job. The team Ang put together on the field is led by all-star second baseman Luis Arias, a player she acquired in January, who just became the first player ever to win batting titles in both leagues in consecutive years. Ang praising him as a positive force. Just watching him every day makes you appreciate him even more. As the playoffs start today, there are 12 teams in all now eyeing World Series glory, including one in South Florida, whose leader off the field is just getting started. We are set up for uh, a nice little run here. Under principal owner Bruce Sherman, Kim, of course, is the GM. You also guys have Carolyn O'Connor. She is the president of business operations, which is to say their front office is predominantly women. And the track record for Miami, they've made the playoffs three times previously. In two of them, they won World Series. So I like their chances here in 2023 to make some more history. I you darn right there. All right, Sam Brock, thanks so much. Just ahead on our series on the money, it's spooky season. So if you're afraid of handling your finances, we're going to help put you at ease. Then a little bit later, Elizabeth Hurley is here. Hi, Elizabeth, here live in studio. Going to catch up with her and her important message to share. Third hour of the day, we'll be right back. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is 
constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back now with our series on the money. And this morning, we are going to debunk some money myths for anyone who's ever felt overwhelmed or intimidated by finances. And here to help us do that, financial expert and creator of the podcast, So Money, Farnoosh Tarabi. That's a great name for a podcast. Thank you. Uh, Farnoosh's new book is out today. There it is right there. It's called A Healthy State of Panic. Follow your fears to build wealth, crush your career, and win at life. A great podcast name and a great book title. Thank you, Craig. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Well, we're happy that you are here. Let's talk about this idea of making fear your friend when it comes to your finances. Make that make sense. You know, fear has had some really bad PR over the centuries. We want to attack fear. We want to be fearless as though it's something bad. I've never been able to be fearless. I'm actually terrified right now, but I'm working through my fears. And this book is all about how to harness your fears, learn from your fears in your financial life, in your career life, to make those really big, important decisions with confidence. One of those fears, I think, for a lot of folks is that money's just, it's too complicated. It is. They can't wrap their head around their finances. What, what do you say to, to folks who, who maintain that it's just too complicated? So fears and myths are sort of two peas in a pod. When we have fears, we cling on to myths. And one of those myths is that money is too complicated. But what I want everyone to do, if you're feeling like this, is to trace the source of where this myth first originated in your life, probably when you were a young child, probably as you are, you know, growing up in America where we don't have great financial literacy and you become an adult and it's really complicated. I want you to trace the root of that fear or myth to its source and then rewrite the narrative to say this, I am capable of managing managing my money. Because at the end of the day, it's very simple. It's living below your means. It's paying off debt. It's not complicated like everybody wants you to think because sure. all those people want your money. That's, that's You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen to that. So, so Farnoosh, I think in this age of social media, this one is just crazy oh, to is, me. This is heartbreaking, actually, because well, it prevents us. This myth of our self-worth is our net worth. It prevents us from feeling really capable of doing anything. Yeah. You know, if you're one of the Americans out there living paycheck to paycheck, the majority of Americans, and then you're on social media, and we have this glorification of wealth in this country. Mm -hmm. We think the rich people are smarter. Rich people are more hardworking. I'm here to say money is not value. What's in your bank account does not mean anything about what you are. Does not define you. By the way, rich is not just dollars and cents. It's your health. It's your community. It's your resources. Mm. So let's remember that and debunk this myth. That's right. And you say, look, like you say, look Look at the big, big picture. picture. There's so many resources. A lot of folks think, oh, I've got debt. That's bad. bad. De- debt is bad. Not debt, all debt is bad. It's like a four-letter word. We hate it. We mm-hmm. feel bad about it. It goes back to self-worth and right. net worth. I think that there is good debt and there is bad debt. I don't want to say everybody get into credit card debt, but there is good debt mm-hmm. that is low interest, not maybe right now, but that generally can help you advance in your life. If mm-hmm. you can make those payments right. and it's helping you advance in your career and your financial goals, I think that's nothing to be so afraid you, of. you have to establish credit. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's important. That's a whole other segment, and mm-hmm. I'll be back for that. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> meantime, All right, let's, let's talk about rent now. Rent is not oh. just washing money down the drain. I mean, first of all, are, who is you're trying to buy a house? Like, it is. <laughs> the math is not mathing for homeownership right now. The math is not mathing, right? Exactly. And so I have very smart strategic friends who could own. They are choosing to rent. Why? Mm. Because it off- affords them flexibility, mobility, and liquidity. That's mm. money that they're not sinking into a, a down payment and all those costs that your landlord would take care of. Plus right now, maybe you're not sure about where you want to plant some roots. That's totally fine. Nothing to be afraid of or shameful around. So check out your picture now to see if if that's right for you. Exactly. And finally, this last myth, investing is only for the rich. You know, one of the things I learned fortunately growing up is that you don't have to be rich to invest. You don't have to invest. Sorry. You don't have to be rich to invest, but you have to invest to be rich, Good point. which means that you have to just get into the game and start small. I know it can be overwhelming. It's volatile. $5 a day in a broad index like the stock market mm-hmm. over 25, 30 years historically has returned 8 to 9%. That's more than any high-yield savings account right now. Mm-hmm. So a little bit can go a long way. And it's just important to start and not think that you have to wait until everything is perfect. That's great. Compound yeah, interest. Yeah. Compound it's interest. It's the eighth, ninth wonder of the world. Yes. 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 Yeah. Well, thank you. Come back. Thank you. I'd be happy to. Come back. By the way, that book that we mentioned, A Healthy State of Panic, there it is once again, that book available right now. Looks so pretty, doesn't thank it? Don't you, you like I see it? Dress, her dress I man. love it. All right, coming up, Elizabeth Hurley is here live. We are going to catch up on her family, her important message, and so much more. The third hour of today We'll be back in just 60 seconds. We are back now with our Pink Power Series during this Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And our next guest, as you know, has worked tirelessly to advance education and research. Elizabeth Hurley is, of course, a model. She's an actor uh, known for on-screen roles in films like Austin Powers, my personal favorite. (laughs) But for nearly three decades, she's also been a global ambassador for the Estee Lauder Company's breast cancer campaign. And she is with us to share more about the cause. Elizabeth, good morning. Good morning. We always love when you're here to raise awareness about breast cancer and remind folks who don't know your connection to breast cancer. Well, I've been raising funds and awareness for breast cancer for nearly 28 years now. Mm -hmm. And when I started working for the Estee Lauder Company's Evelyn Lauder, who was Estee's daughter-in-law told me all about a campaign that she'd started and she said women all over the world are dying of breast cancer and there's not enough being done about it and that's where it started it was raising awareness giving women the confidence to talk about their diagnosis their treatment educating and of course raising a lot of money for research and enormous strides have been made in those 28 years that I've been doing it but one in eight of us are still being diagnosed with breast cancer and women are still dying. In fact, breast cancer is the um, most diagnosed cancer worldwide now, and it's the cancer that kills the most women. So that's why we're back. Mm-hmm. Every October, we're back to talk again and to remind women to look after their breasts, talk to their um, physician if they're worried, and, you know, raise money. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned it's, it's almost been three decades that you've been this paid spokesman for, for this. Uh, in that time, have you seen that awareness rise, but but has it also helped in, in other areas as far as breast cancer research? Oh, it has. It's risen enormously. I mean, back then there was no pink ribbon. There was no Breast Cancer Awareness Month. 
uh, women didn't talk about breast cancer. There's yeah. no way anyone would have sat on a morning show like this and talked about their breasts. And now, you know, very brave people come forward who are going through treatment, who've survived. People talk about people they've lost. All that is very, very new. But at the same time, huge amounts of money have been um, raised. We've yeah. raised $118 million, wow. which um, $93 million has gone to the research. And research is the way forward. Research is the way that this disease will finally been put an end to. And that's why, you know, we keep going to raise funds, but at the same time, remind women to keep thinking about their breasts. You're an, you're an advocate, you're an actress, model, but, oh, by the way, you're also a mom. Yes. Um, Damien's 21 now, I believe, right? He's 21. Yes. How has your relationship with him changed as, wow, as he's become an adult man, he's almost <laughs> as gorgeous as you. He's, he, you know what? It, it's changed a lot. He's grown up now. He's 21. He's written and directed his first movie. Oh. And he's doing really well, but he's still my baby. Oh. He'll always, always be my That'll baby. That'll never change. Of course he will. I'll still tell him to pick his socks off the floor. <laughs> you know, tidy up a bit. You know, I, I, I'm very jealous of you because you got to go to, El you and your son got to go to Elton John's final concert. Uh, and what was it like to be there? Because you're not just a fan, you're a friend. In fact, Elton John's your son's godfather. Yeah, he's a, he's a wonderful man. And I have to say, he, I, I believe he's at the best point of his life he's ever, ever been. He's so happy. It's only world touring he's stopped. Right. It's not that he's not going to play again. Right, exactly. He's definitely going to play again. Just not on a massive, massive world tour. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he's got two boys. He's a brilliant daddy, along with his husband, David. And um, they're raising their kids and they're loving it. And I think it was lockdown that really reminded them mm -hmm. how lovely it was for him to say he, he hadn't stayed home since the 70s, right. ever. So it's, it's a wonderful, he's in a great place. Mm -hmm. And he's always been a big supporter of breast cancer too. He's played a lot of our galas. He's a, he's a great guy all around. Mm -hmm. And speaking of icons real quick, I was just reading that the black safety pin dress it's been, it's almost 20 years now. There it is. is. There it is. Is is it true you didn't even have a full-length mirror to look in? You know, it is before true. Before you stepped out? Me and my then boyfriend, Hugh, we lived in a tiny little one-bedroom apartment, <laughs> and the, the mirror did only come up to here. So it wasn't until the next day yeah. that I, I got the dress in all its dressness. Um, and it was a little alarming in a good way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, those were early days And for then us. you see the oh. picture, you're like, oh, that's what I look like. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we always love when you're here. Thank yes. you so much for stopping by. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for what you do. It. Yep. You well, thanks for supporting. <laughs> right. Well, coming up next, the sweet story behind a Los Angeles institution family that's been serving up amazing pastries with a rich history. Then later, you're going to fall in love with these vacation spots when we share some great getaway ideas. Third hour of the day, I'll be right back. to family vacations there are a million different trips you can take you can get your own trip to texas or if you prefer a vacation from your family you can always get your own leave the kids with grandma Yay! trip to texas so go to traveltexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to texas that matters yours Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. 
one travel. This morning, we are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month with a look at the story behind a beloved family business in Los Angeles. They have been serving delicious pastries for generations. Gotti Schwartz, I'm going to tell you, I can attest to it. These are fantastic. Porto's uh, pastries are unbelievable. That's right. When you live in L.A., one of the best ways to say I love you uh, to your family or I love you to your coworkers is to bring in one of these iconic boxes to share. And I promise you, people will come flocking just like they did when we brought all this into the studio this morning. Because what is inside is pure magic that started with a dream in Cuba, a freedom flight, and the Porto's family secret ingredient, their matriarch, Doña Rosa. It's not your normal business. I mean, it's different. And it's just something unique that we we don't even know how to explain it. Porto's Bakery has been a Los Angeles institution for nearly 50 years. It's owned by the Porto family, Margarita, Raul Jr., and Betty Porto, who carry a legacy that began on an island during a very different time. This was something that was born in Cuba, right? How did this start? I remember being a, a little girl and my mom would make cakes for us, just for fun, you know. So when Casio comes to power and neither one of them has a job, my dad goes to a labor camp away from the home. My mom has to kind of reinvent herself. In the midst of 1960s communist Cuba to make ends meet, their mother Rosa began the underground business of baking right in the family's kitchen. So it really neighbors and friends knew that she knew how to make cakes and that's how she started. It wasn't something that she was planning to do, but she just kind of had to jump into it in order to survive. In Cuba, making cakes and selling them, it, I mean, that was dangerous, right? It was, it was illegal because all private property and private businesses were closed down. And so if you would have been caught back in those days, it was 25 years in jail. Then came a hope of a different life via the freedom flights from Cuba to Miami. So one day in 1971, Rosa and her husband Raul Sr. gathered their three children with nothing but the clothing on their backs and boarded a plane and left Cuba forever. Do you remember the day that you left? I remember my best friend, the, the bus was leaving and she chased, you know, waving at me. That's what I remember. And when we came into the airport, there was uh, maybe a hundred people that, you know, that were leaving on the same flight uh, to Miami. So I could feel the tension in the room as a kid. I mean, I'll never forget that. The family settled in California, and within a few years, Rosa opened the first Porto's Bakery with the whole family pitching in. We were just trying to have one shop, be successful, and survive, and be able to buy a house one day. Porto's allure usually starts with a craving for their famous potato balls or guava cheese strudels, and that quickly gives way to their countless cakes, pastries, empanadas, Cuban sandwiches, and specialties. One store led to more, and soon Rosa had started what she hoped would be a family empire. She wanted us to go to school, to get an education. She didn't realize it until we graduated. And then we decided to start on board. Then she became the opposite. She would tell the children, okay, I built this for you. When are you coming in? We all enjoyed something in the business and we liked working alongside them. And then after we graduated from college, we all decided 
why should I go anywhere else? And this is something that is great. The siblings took over the business and Rosa Porto retired in 2003. Today, with six locations in Southern California, the next generation of Portos are already in the mix. Raul's son, Adrian, is a chef. Butter, ham, pork. Three pickles, I, no I, more, I've no been less. Told, huh? If it's not three pickles, it's not a Cuban sandwich. Got it. Margarita's son, Diego, is also a chef and a master of all things pastry. My grandmother was like another mother. I see her in everything, I think about her every day. There you go, not bad. Mine doesn't look like yours. No, it's okay, it takes practice. <laughs> if you had to sum it up, what is, what is the magic? The magic is the fact that people can taste the love that we put into everything we do. And Doña Rosa Porto passed away in 2019 until the very end. She was still infusing that very magic into those bakeries. Uh, Raul Porto, he is 91 years old. And in great news, there is Porto's Bake at Home for those that are watching that aren't living in Southern California. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm so wow. hungry. Uh, they are now offering uh, Porto's Bake at Home, which means that you can uh, literally send out and bake these at home. They ship these oh, to your that. house with dried ice. I have sent uh, so many of these to my mother-in-law in Arizona. And uh, <laughs> since I am here in Los Angeles and, and you guys are there. Oh, wait, you guys have Portos there oh, too? Yeah. Look we at do. that. Okay, okay, wait, what are you guys eating? Hold Listen, on, hold on. How did you guys start eating guava, without me? We've got the guava and cream cheese. The guava and the, the guava and cheese strudel is one mm. of my favorites. The potato balls are a meal in and of mm. themselves. Oh, wow. The potato cheese, uh, the, oh, gosh, gosh. Where, where do we even start? Oh. Hold wow. on here, Gotti. Thank you so much. We were getting a little hungry, so this well, worked well out. Well done, Gotti. Yeah. Mm. Well Cheers. Done. Thank the portos. <laughs> thank you so much. I guess he thank loves us guys. because he said mm -hmm. if you bring it, it's a box of love. That's right. Okay, coming up. We're celebrating harvest season with some beautiful destinations from New England to the West Coast. Perfect for a family fall getaway. We'll be right back. Well, it's officially harvest season, which makes it the perfect time to plan a little getaway and maybe see some fall foliage. Vacate. Foliage? Foliage? <laughs> It's foliage. Foliage. Uh, guys, unless you're related to unless you're related to Reynolds aluminum. Foliage. <laughs> I meant foliage. I had COVID for five days. My brain's not working right. Vacation rental site Vacasa. Did I say that right? Yes. Vacasa. Uh, they say that 60% of Americans are planning an autumn escape here with some fall travel inspiration. Uh, <laughs> Editor-in-chief of Travel and Leisure, Jackie Gifford. Jackie, good morning. Good morning. This is going to be a fun oh, one. Yes, it is. All right. Especially, ask about... The Berkshires. The Berkshires. It's Berkshires. I Berkshires. say I know, we can debate. But you say Berkshires. I say Berkshires. Berkshires. I, look, I we say can Berkshires. Berkshires. We can debate Berkshires. Oh, so we're okay. going to start there. Massachusetts. It's really perfect for fall foliage, cultural attractions, outdoor adventures. We suggest Oof. going to the top of Mount Greylock. It's the tallest oh. peak in Massachusetts, 3,500 feet up. You can drive up there through the end of October or take a hike. They also have the Berkshire Scenic Railway, which is a vintage car. Oh, you do beautiful. like an hour-long train ride out into the town and really see the fall foliage. I think the Berkshires are yeah. absolutely Mass beautiful. Mocha, Mass Mocha, known for its contemporary art and some Kiefer Solowit. And then the Hotel Downstreet, it's right in 
in the heart of North Adams, $170 a night. You can walk everywhere. They've got a pool, a hot tub on site, contemporary rooms, and it's pet friendly. I think pet friendly travel is a real trend right now. A lot of people want to bring their dogs with Mm -hmm. them. So definitely don't miss the downstream. They also bring in local artists into the studios and galleries on site to really embrace Mm -hmm. um, the contemporary art scene. That's great. All right. The next one is a trip for the whole family down in Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. I love Louisville. We just we just actually covered it in the October issue of Travel and Leisure, and summer is really hot. So mm-hmm. this time of year, it's getting into the shoulder season. The fall foliage is beautiful. There's Iroquois Park. What I love about this, they do the jack-o'-lantern spectacular event for families. Oh, that's 5,000 cool. pumpkins all decorated oh, by wow. artists. Real pumpkins? All the ti- real pumpkins. Wow. Hmm, and all the tickets, that uh, the proceeds go back to the Park Conservancy. Mm. I don't know if you know this, but Frederick Law Olmsted designed Iroquois Park, which is really special. Oh. Something interesting. Also, the Bourbon Trail. A little bit more yeah. adult. Yeah. Adult. Yeah. Attraction. Bardstown. Bardstown, which we feature in the magazine. I think you're a big bourbon. Oh, love a good good bourbon. (laughs) The Bernheim Arboretum is really special. You can do a canopy walk. And then the Hotel Genevieve is in Nulu, which is sort of the up-and-coming, trendy area. $229 a night. Vintage finds in the rooms. They've got a speakeasy downstairs, so you can do a little bit more bourbon tasting. Mm -hmm. But I think this is a fun gem, and Louisville is definitely on the rise. Mm -hmm. One of the places I think every American needs to see. Mount Rushmore. Yes. And uh, But I would have never thought about going there at, in the fall. This is the shoulder season because in the summer it's really, really popular with tourists mm-hmm. and the weather is a little bit cooler. I really love this part of the country. You can go see Mount Rushmore. There are five National Park Service units in this area. Rapid and City, South Rapid City, South Dakota. Really, really special. You can go to the top of Black Elk Peak, see the Black Hills. It's a million acres. Really a sacred ground for the Native American community. You can go see the Crazy Horse Memorial. They're doing programming for Native American Day, Indigenous Peoples Day this year. And then the hotel, Alex Johnson, is in downtown, $74 a night, a steal. Wow. Wow. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And it's a historic property. It was built in 1928. Presidents have stayed there. Celebrities have stayed there. They have this cool Germanic Tudor architecture. And then also Native American heritage incorporated Mm -hmm. into the property, multiple restaurants, contemporary design. They've updated it. So have you stayed? I have. In fact, their presidential suite actually has had six presidents stay in it. Really Really quickly, let's go to New Mexico because Santa Fe is really hot right now as well. Santa Fe. And actually, I should say on my birthday, October 14th, the annual eclipse is happening. The ring of fire eclipse celestial Mm. travel is really big. We're Mm. suggesting if you want to see it, go to Santa Fe. It's a great time of year to go. So many amazing museums like the International Folk Art Museum, the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum. And El Rey Court is a special southwestern style motor lodge. It's on the old Route 66, $207 per person. Hmm. Per night, really unique property. Jackie, thank you. Really quickly, you mentioned shoulder season twice for folks who aren't really plugged into the sure. travel world. What is, what is shoulder it's season? It's off-peak. So it's it's basically in between seasons. Like, you know, if you think about it, summer is really popular. Winter is really popular. Mm-hmm. Fall is shoulder season. And it's oh. more affordable. You get, yeah. more, you know, get better rates. You always right. bring the goods, Jackie. Thank, thank you, you so Jackie. Much. I love the fall-themed outfit. I had to match. All right. <laughs> match the foliage. Nicely done. Third hour today, I'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, man, can't wait. Tomorrow on the third hour of today, we got Nick Offerman joining us live with his new book. And then coming up on Hoda and Jenna, Oscar winner Reese Witherspoon. Have a great Tuesday. We will see you right back here tomorrow. And let's look at that foliage. <laughs> that fo- <laughs> you almost met. When it comes to family vacations, there are a million different trips you can take. You can get your own... ...trip to Texas. Or if you prefer a vacation from your family, you can always get your own 
leave the kids with grandma trip to texas so go to traveltexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to texas that matters yours 